Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, uh, in today's episode I'm actually excited to let you guys know that the uh, new grid tie solar system is online. Yes, it's up and running. Uh, so yesterday um, I ended up installing um, the conduit, the rest of the wiring. Um, I had to put a bunch of junc junction boxes um, on the outside of the wall of the house by the garage, um, drill through the wall so that way I can send my wires, you know, from obviously from outside inside, um, because I did mount the grid tie inverter in the garage, um, because it's an open garage. So we have airflow and everything and it's up on the wall to keep it nice and dry out of the sun. So that way I can get many years out of it and also keep it away from as much moisture as possible. Um, so the other day when I went to go and pick up my mail, which is where the inverter arrived, um, I have two separate grid tie um, systems as far as inverters is concerned. I have the Growatt um, 6000 TX or TL model. It's their highest one as far as the within that range. And um, that's the one I purchased myself and that's the one that's actually up and running as we speak. Um, now the other one that arrived at the exact same time, um, is from a different company, H O L E, no, sorry, H O L M E S is the, the name of that company. And they sell really high quality products, guys. Um, they, their, their whole, um, layout for solar is based on like micro inverters, um, as which is completely different than the girl watt system I'm, I'm, I'm actually running right now as we speak. Um, to kind of give you guys an idea of how this all works is, so the grow watt inverter can take in 150 volts um, DC, 100 and I'm sorry, 550 volts DC. That's a lot of, lot of voltage, 550 volts DC. That's incredible. What that means is, even if you have higher wattage panels like I do, which normally means the specs of the panel are a lot higher, like the open voltage, the amperage, you know, all of that stuff, um, can still be wired in series. So what does that do? That eliminates a lot of extra connections because basically you're just going to wire all the panels together. Like they're just linking together. And so you're going to go positive to negative, positive to negative, positive to negative, and you keep going all the way around. You connect all your panels. And then what you're going to have is on one side, on one end, one negative or positive on the opposite side of your array, you'll have a positive or negative sticking out that side. And so that allows you to basically wire all the panels together. And what it does is it's creating one massive panel. So essentially, out of the 10 panels I have in the back, which are 445 watts a piece, um, they're not individual panels anymore. They are one panel. They're just one big massive panel um, because they're wired in series. And so the wiring is actually very simple and straightforward because you're just linking them together, right, in series. Um, and then from there, it goes into a DC disconnect switch that I have out there mounted. And then from there, it goes down into the electrical conduit, comes up to the garage, goes through the wall, and it goes ties into DC breakers. Um, I had to get a little creative with my DC breakers because uh, the DC breakers I have are technically rated for 250 volts max per breaker. So in order to utilize, uh, you know, 500 volts or 400 something volts, is what my system's putting out is almost 500 volts. What my system is putting out, um, I have to use two breakers and basically put the positive in one breaker 
and then the negative in a separate breaker. So that way I can, you know, not overload one breaker, you know. And so that's how I was able to get away with using um, 250 volt breakers is just because I'm using um, two double throw breakers that are rated for 250 volts. And then from there, it goes directly into the grid tie inverter. And then coming out of the grid tie inverter is L1, L2, and your ground. And then I wired that up. I come through the back through the wall because the breaker panel, the main breaker panel is on the outside of the, the garage. So I went back through the wall. Um, I went and purchased a brand new 40 amp breaker, um, installed the 40 amp breaker, and went ahead and wired up my L1, L2, and my ground. And as of yesterday afternoon, after all that work, putting everything in and cutting wires, putting MC4 connectors on and everything, um, I was able to turn the system on for the first time late in the afternoon yesterday. Um, the system ran for maybe about an hour before it got too dark because, like I said, we finished in the afternoon. And we were still able to produce um, 1.5 um, kilowatts, so that's 1,500 watts before the sun went down. And so it was nice to see it all turn on. But let me tell you, when you wire everything up for the first time, I don't care if it's you know off-grid or on-grid or any of that, the, the time you actually have to flip the switches on is when it kind of gets, you know, you get nervous. I always get nervous. But I spent a lot of time making sure that my wires are all connected correctly, making sure they're secured in their terminals correctly. You know, I spent a lot of time making sure that we don't have problems. You know, I'm always double checking and cross checking just to make sure I don't have a problem. And still, every time I go and flip that switch on for the first time, you know, I'm always like, oh. <laughs> um, but we went ahead and turned on the breakers, turned on the, um, the DC breakers, and the system is online. It just turned on and started working perfectly. Um, so the only thing that I still need to do is I need to um, link the Wi-Fi dongle. Um, so I do have it plugged in, but I didn't have enough time to mess with that yesterday. Um, so today I'm going to um, work on getting that online. It's basically a very similar Wi-Fi dongle to the exact GrowWatt off-grid um, system that I have for my off-grid home. And so I can utilize the same app, the same everything. Um, just linking the, the Wi-Fi dongles are a little nuisance, to say the least. They don't have a very clear uh, installation process for them. Um, sometimes you sometimes you got to try to like link them and it doesn't leak. Then you got to unplug, reset, and it's just a mess sometimes. Um, but even with the Wi-Fi dongle not connected at the moment, because that's only to allow me to read the numbers from my phone, the system is up and running. Um, so today I am going to accomplish getting that Wi-Fi dongle connected to my account. And then that's it. Um, the installation is complete, guys, and it's working. So um, I, we have a um, meter out by the road that they recently just upgraded for us. And I can go out there and I can actually see if we're using power or if we're pumping power back to the grid. And we are pumping power back to the grid perfectly fine. Now, um, I want to mention something that's very, very important. For any of you that are thinking about going with an, you know, a grid tie inverter, First of all, make sure you get a good quality one, okay? I know all these inverters can cost some money, but believe me, get a good quality one. Why? Because if there's ever a problem, you know, you, you want to have safety in mind. And so the, the GrowWatt um, grid tie inverter that I'm using has what's called anti-iladine. And let's try to say that 10 times fast. Um, anti-iladine. And what that does is it there's a feature in there that's built in to the grid tie inverter. Now, not all grid tie inverters have this. 
And so this is why you want to make sure you check to make sure it does. Because it's extremely important. Out of all the concept of whatever you want to do, this is the one feature you have to make sure you have on your grid tie inverter. What this does is, if the grid for some reason goes down, let's say down the road somebody hits a power line and the power company shuts off the grid. That way their workers can work on the power lines. What the anti-islanding does is it realizes the grid is down and what it does is it shuts itself off from pumping or pushing any power past the inverter into the grid. It stops it dead in its tracks. That way whoever is working on the power lines down the road or wherever they're at um, does not get um, hurt by us or my system pushing power back to the grid. Because you got to remember, it's just like a long extension cord. So all the all because the line breaks over there and you turn it off. If I turn my system on, it's just a very long extension cord all the way up to the break to where they're working. And so I, I would have the potential of pushing power back. And the workers on the line would assume that it's, you know, there's no power. And then next thing you know, we have a big problem. You know, we hurt somebody. We don't want to do that. So having that feature on the grid tie inverter is extremely important because it will automatically... As soon as the grid goes down, it realizes the grid went down and it'll actually stop any power from passing through. So that's very, very important. Um, now, <coughs> um, that did that does work. I did a test um, yesterday before the sun went too far down. I basically shut off the main breaker out by my power pole to um, imitate a um, grid down situation or power line breakage or whatever. And I went and tested my terminals just to double check to make sure, double check my breaker and all that. And we have no power going past, going into the grid. So it does work properly. And then as soon as I turn the breaker back on, um, it automatically engages and turns back on like it should in normal operation. Um, so yeah, I'm extremely happy that it's working really good. Um, now here's the thing guys, the grow watt inverter I'm extremely, I'm extremely happy with, extremely happy with. Why? Because it makes the installation process extremely easy, right? You can basically just wire all your panels in series, run it through a disconnect or a breaker, and then run it into your conduit, run it all the way to wherever you're going to put your, in, your grid tie inverter. And then basically you put another breaker and you then you make some MC4 connectors and you plug right into the bottom of the um, grid tie inverter. That's it, right? And then coming out is only three wires and they give you the plug you need so, so you can wire your wire into the plug. And so you just wire that in, route it over, put that through a breaker, and then tie it in, and that's it. It's done. It's that simple. It's It really is that simple. Actually, doing the hookups on it is very fast and easy. The hardest part and the longest part is actually just installing the solar panels, running your conduit, running your wiring. You know, all of that is more time-consuming and more a lot more hard work than actually just wiring up the, the grid tie inverter because it's so simple, right? So um, if you guys are looking for a good grid tie inverter, I can say as of right now, um, you know, it, this is technically a full day of it's been running. Um, it's still running as we speak and I haven't had a problem. And so as I can say for myself is that it's working great. You know, um, time will tell just like any components. And um, in the future, if it does fail or it breaks or whatever, I'll definitely disclose that to you guys and say, hey, look, it, it, it lasted this long, you know. Um, but I should, I should be able to get many, 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 many years. I mean, many years, a very, very long time, um, out of this system. 
and I have to do no maintenance on the system at all. Um, basically, just make sure my panels are clean from time to time, and that's it. Let it rock and roll and produce power and bring my electricity bill down. So, uh, on my calendar, I marked as technically today as the first day of running the system because yesterday I only had like an hour or so of running before the sun went down. So, I have it on my calendar. And what I'm going to do is, um, when we start getting our next electricity bill um, that I'm paying almost five to $600 on, um, I should start seeing a dramatic decrease. Um, but that's also dependent on the weather, right? If we only have cloudy weather and really bad weather for three weeks or a month, then obviously the production coming out of the system is going to be very low because there's not that much sun. Um, but if it's completely sunny, in the best case scenario, completely sunny, no clouds, no rain, you know, just really good weather, um, I should be able to zero out my electricity bill back down to zero. So I don't have to pay five or $600 anymore. Um, but like I said, it's dependent on the weather. So we'll see. But I do have it on my calendar. And um, yeah, in a month or as, as we roll by here in a month and then, and then the second month, that'll really start showing us the, um, the start showing us the, the benefits that we're going to start reaping as far as how much money we're saving already. And I can tell you right now, I was out there in the garage looking at the Growatt Gritai Inverter. And we're push, pushing out like 3,000 watts on a cloudy day. You know, cloudy day between 2,000 to 3,000 watts. Uh, and it's raining outside. It's completely wet outside. And so that would, that's like 3,000 watts that I wasn't getting before. Right? That's additional now. So yes, our bill will be affected and it will drop. And I will have to pay either zero or a lot less. So I'm extremely happy about that. Because the times that we live in now, things are getting really expensive. Inflation, gas, food, just everything is so expensive nowadays, right? That any money that I can save instead of paying towards a power company bill, hey, I'm, it's a win-win for me, man. You know, it only makes sense. It's like a no-brainer. So now um, I want to talk about something else. There is another way of hooking up a grid tie system. So I just explained how a grow watt system gets installed. Basically, you just wire all your panels together. It's just one massive panel. And so you only have basically one point of failure. And that one point of failure is actually only the grid tie inverter because the panels are just wired together as one massive panel. So there's only one failure point. Now, that might be good or bad, right? Because if there's only one failure point, then that means that if it does break, the whole system is down until I either have that grid tie inverter repaired, fixed, or replaced. And now, like for me, I like to buy two of everything to have on hand. And so in the next few months, I am going to purchase another one to have on hand. Um, that way, if for some reason we ever have a problem, I have a backup on hand. So my, my downtime will literally be four minutes. All I got to do is pull out of the box, you know, hang it on the wall, plug my wires in, and we're back up in operation. <clears throat> now, I don't have to buy a second one if I don't want to, obviously. I could go for the next 10 years maybe and not never have to replace it or next 20 years or 30 years and never have to replace it. Then I'll just have one sitting aside doing nothing that I spent money on. So, you know, it's each his own, you know, make your own decisions of, you know, security for yourself. And I'm going to play that by ear as we go forward here. Now, talking about a different style of um, Gritai solar system installation. That's when you start using um, microinverters or optimizers on your solar panels. So what does that mean? For every single solar panel, normally, 
um, you would hook up one optimizer or one microinverter to that panel. So right underneath the panel, you would basically just mount this little microinverter or optimizer. And then from there, it'll go down to a um, regular grid tie inverter. But that means every single panel has to have an optimizer or a uh, microinverter attached to it. So that can add up in cost. Um, but the difference is, is that it's actually converting the DC power to AC power instantly right there at the panel. So instead of having DC voltage coming down the line like I do now at like roughly 500 volts or whatever it is, DC, it wouldn't be that. It would be 240 volt AC because it's being converted at the panel already. But, you know, like I said, every system has its pros and cons, right? Um, with the grow watt, if the inverter breaks, then basically I have no power coming in because that's the one single point of failure. Well, with a microinverter setup on all your panels, basically even if one or, or three or five or X amount of panels stop working, maybe the optimizers or the microinverter stop working or start failing, the other panels can still operate. Um, but that still goes, still has to go to a grid tie inverter, okay? Because the grid tie inverter is what's gonna manage, you know, your grid power and then your actual production from your solar panels from the microinverters. So there is still a single point, uh, well, not single point, multiple point of failure with a, a microinverter, right? Um, system in a whole. Because um, not only do you have all these microinverters attached to every single panel, so that's more components that could fail or go bad that have to be replaced eventually down the road. Example, the, the, the sun run system that we have on our house right now. Their, micro, their optimizers on their panels are failing. And so there's five panels right now on top of my roof that are producing no power because of their optimizers. But we are still able to produce power because the other panels are basically um, working independently of each other. So that is the trade-off, that if you do use an um, you know, optimizer or a microinverter on your solar panels, you're, you're basically um, segregating each panel by themselves. So they are completely working independently of each other. So even if you have a handful of panels that stop working because of component failure, the other panels will still work and still produce power, and that's what's happening on our roof right now. But if their grid tie inverter on the wall down here by the garage from Sunrun stops working like it did before, then you have no power coming in anyway. So to me, having like a grow watt setup where it's just one big string of panels going into one, just one inverter, that is it. To me, that is the way to go. Um, just because of it's just simple, it's easy, and it's only one point of failure. That's it. Now, with a microinverter system, you do have some benefits, but you also have a lot of things that you have to consider on the bad side. The bad side is if the microinverters stop, those panels are not going to work, but the other panels will. But if the grid tie inverter on the side of the um, house that's you know connected to the microinverters fails, then the whole system is down, which is what we've experienced multiple times with Sunrun's equipment on our roof. And that's why I decided to put my own in. So, um, you know, it's each his own, you know, for sure. But there's something I want to talk about. So that Holmes company that sells microinverters, they do it a little bit different. So instead of you having to buy individual um, optimizers and microinverters per panel, they actually sell, I actually have it right here in the box. Um, they sell like a um, four to one. 
So basically you can connect up to four solar panels to one of their really, well, it's not really a big, but bigger um, microinverter. And each panel that's connected to this one microinverter still works independently of each other. But still, to me, if that microinverter stops, that means it's stopping four panels, right? <laughs> uh, and then from there, um, so yeah, they do sell uh, microinverters that can attach four panels so you don't have to have individual modules per panel, right? So that can save you a little bit of money and, and wiring and time. Now, the other thing is, um, with the microinverter comes a, um, it looks just like the microinverter, but it's actually called something else, like a, it's kind of like a grid tie inverter, but it looks just like the microinverter. It looks like almost identical to it, just a little bit bigger. It's really flat, but big, but it's high quality stuff, don't get me wrong. Um, and then it all ties into there, and then from there, you can actually just wire it directly to a grid. So right now I have two wires, a positive and negative, DC power coming from my, my solar panels right now. If I wanted to utilize the microinverter system that was shipped to me, um, that would require me to run an extra pair, one more, one more wire in the conduit. So that have to be three wires total. I would have to put a breaker panel out there with breaker boxes with AC breakers. That way I can tie directly in because that would be the grid now, right? I'm basically just extending the grid out to the panel. And then from there, I can connect my AC wires coming from the microinverters and all that stuff directly to a um, breaker box that has AC breakers in it. And then from there, the system would work fine. Um, but that requires one more extra wire and wire is expensive nowadays, right? And um, you, do, you, you do need to understand how you're gonna wire some of these things, right? So there's just, it's a little bit more, more to it if you're gonna go with microinverters um, compared to like a big str string system that I have now. Um, so each is own. Now, what am I going to do with this um, Holmes? I'm actually going to try to test it out. I'm going to test it out to see if it's any more efficient or less efficient than the GrowWatt. Because if it is more efficient, then I have to weigh out some options. Do I want to switch over to the microinverter style or leave the GrowWatt? I have the ability to do both. The only difference is, is that I just have to run one more extra wire in the conduit to accommodate um, the microinverters so I can tie it to the grid. And then I'd also have to buy a breaker panel, AC breaker panel mounted out there and stuff like that. So yeah, um, but, but you know, here's the thing guys, the homes company that sells microinverters, like when I pulled it out of the box, it is impressive. Like the quality is so nice. Like you can tell like what is cheap and what is not cheap. Their stuff is not cheap. They're like, they put good quality parts in their stuff. You can just tell, you can just tell. It's just night and day, you can just tell. And so um, I would like to test their system out because I do have it sitting on my floor in a box, brand new. Um, but for now, I'm gonna let the GrowWatt system run for a little while, let it do its thing, make sure everything's good, you know? And then um, I may experiment with trying out microinverters and then doing the test and showing everyone you know, is there an actual difference? And if so, how much of a difference? Also, I can show people, you know, is it more beneficial to go with microinverters or one big string inverter, you know? Also, I can show people the difference between the labor and what's entailed in hooking up, you know, either system. That way, if someone's out there thinking, no, no, I want grid uh, microinverters on my, my panels and all that, that's fine. Each his own. There's nothing wrong with that. But at least then people can watch a video from me or whatever that's, you know, shows them more in depth of, you know, what's actually happening.
how how is it all unfolding you know what what is it gonna entail for you to actually hook everything up you know so but anyway guys the system is up and running as we speak right now i am extremely ecstatic extremely happy in fact i keep looking outside oh yeah the sun peaked out right now and we're cranking guys i'm super excited so every time i see an ounce of sun that means less money i have to pay to my power company so let it be sunny oh and the panels in the backyard look beautiful guys absolutely beautiful so and if you guys were on my website um turnwasteintoenergy.com um yesterday you guys would have seen um me and my uh, wife running around in the backyard um uh, basically um you know pulling wire you know connecting our electrical conduit wiring everything up so if you guys were tuned in yesterday you guys got to be able to watch a lot of stuff go down in the backyard um, but as it stands now, it's complete. So the video feed is still up and running. Um, but I will be taking down that video feed um, soon because obviously it's just a static image now at this point. I mean, it's live and I can walk in front of the camera. You guys can see it, but there's nothing happening anymore because it's done. We've installed everything already. And so it's over. So I will be removing those cameras from the website and we'll be upgrading the website, changing things up again and try to make things more interesting. But yeah, if you guys tuned in yesterday, hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Uh, but other than that, guys, keep you guys head up. I'll give you guys an update tomorrow. Right now, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to um, connect the Wi-Fi dongle, get that all going. That way I can monitor, you know, my production from anywhere in the world. And then um, we'll just keep watching it produce power, right? And about a month or two, I will give you guys an update as far as... The, I'll, I'll give you guys more podcasts before that, but... In about a month or so, I'll give you guys an update on the power production, how much it's reduced my electricity bill, and we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, stay tuned, guys, and I'll keep you guys in the loop. See you guys in the next one.